Hi, this is Ronnie Barnett from the Muffs, and you are in the dummy room. Stick around, it's fun here. What's up, guys? Dummy Room, Punk Rock Podcast, number 169. I'm your host, Nate. Hope everyone's doing great. Thanks for tuning in yet once again. I appreciate it. I don't know if you noticed, but uh, there was no Valentine's Day episode this year, which totally sucks because, you know, Valentine's Day is pretty cool. I actually had an episode recorded and just about done. And then uh, disaster struck. So no episode, and uh, it was a good one too, which makes it even worse, but my guest was cool, and uh, they will return, I'm sure. We talked about love songs, of course, because it was Valentine's Day, but since there was no episode, there was no love songs, which got me thinking about the new School Damage record. My favorite song, and it's called No Love. It's totally fucking great song. Check this out. New School Damage record is out now on Mom's Basement Records and I Buy Records. You know where to go. Go pick one up so John and Trisha will stop spamming the shit out of social media. And if you're in Canada, you can check out Jimmy Vapid's Forbidden Beat Distro on Instagram. He's got all kinds of stuff from all over the world. It's great, including some Hey Pizza stuff. <laughs> Anyways, let's get to this week's guest. He's returning to the dummy room to nerd out a little bit about Wisconsin's greatest punk rock export. He's done some really cool shit like make records with Masked Intruder, Jeff Palmer, Screeching Weasel, to name a few. Uh, He also plays in All-American Rejects. He is Mike Kennedy. What's up, dude? Hey, how's it going, man? That's a a bummer to hear about your technical (laughs) mishaps. Dude, I fucking, I hate, uh, I, I worry about it so much now. Like, I'm worried right now that, you know, I didn't hit record or something like that. Something stupid, you know, but anyways. Yeah, so but that was Valentine's Day too, and it's like this genre, that's like what it's about, right? It's all love songs. And I didn't get a fucking Valentine's Day episode out, which totally sucks. <laughs> it is it is a missed opportunity, but shit. Yeah. You couldn't help it. So how was your Valentine's Day? Oh uneventful. But fine. Uneventful. Yeah. I had a I don't know. I don't know if I want to talk about it, but I had a mm, 
I had an issue at a pizza place. <laughs> well, now you gotta. <laughs> okay, so I um you, you've been you've been to Lacrosse here. Um, mm-hmm. Did you ever eat at Rocky's? I think we talked about this before. Rocky Rococos. Oh, I I have it in Lacrosse, but I have in Madison and Milwaukee many times. Okay. For Valentine's Day, they have heart-shaped pizzas. Oh, that's right. I, I remember seeing the, the ads for them. Yeah, yeah. So, like, my kids wanted one, especially my daughter, right? So, Valentine's Day comes. We're going to get Rockies. We're going to get heart-shaped pizza. My wife, of course, wants her own pizza. She wants pineapple. So, she wants just a small pineapple pizza for herself, and my daughter would probably share it. Whatever. So, I call up, right? <laughs> I call up the place. And the guy says that I can't order a heart-shaped pizza. They're just ready to go. You walk in, you get them, right? Mm-hmm. So I order the small pizza, and we, we talk about the heart-shaped pizza for a second, and he basically just says, no, you just got to come in and get it. And I'm like, whatever. So you know, I wait a half hour, whatever it is, and I go to the pizza place, and I go in, and I wait in line. It's so packed, and I wait in line for like 15 minutes. Finally, I get up there. And my pizza's sitting there, right? And it's ready. My wife's pizza, I should say. Mm. And I ask about the heart-shaped pizza, and the guy says, oh, it's going to be like a 30-minute wait. (laughs) I'm like, dude, I just, I called, you know, and he's like, well, they're not ready. And I said, well, you know, that kind of sucks because, you know, when I ordered, the dude said, I couldn't order a heart-shaped pizza they'd be ready, so now I have this pizza sitting here, and if I wait 30 minutes, it's going to get cold and whatever. Mm-hmm. And he just kind of shrugs his shoulders, right? So I'm like, I I mean, I didn't go like full Karen like my wife thinks I did, but I'm like, <laughs> I'm like fuck, th- fuck that, you know? And he's like, well, you got to pay for it. I'm like, fuck off. And I left. You know, I was kind of mm-hmm. irritated because it was, you know, it's like, what the fuck is the point, you know? Mm-hmm. So... Anyways, yeah, my wife was irritated with me, and now she she feels like we can't go back there. <laughs> you know, because, like, they have my name and shit, and I'm like, I don't give a fuck, you know? They're going to spit on your next heart shape. <laughs> yeah, no heart-shaped pizzas for us. But I did get pizza, just not as good, you know? Yeah, Rockies, man, that's uh, that's good stuff. I mean, yeah, it's, not, yeah, it's, dude, it's-, it's not great, but it's good, you know? <laughs> Yeah, see, it is kind of great, though. You know, it's one of those pizzas, like, we have it here, so, like, we have it pretty often. So you get kind of sick of it once in a while, but then if you if you haven't had it for a while, it's like, fucking hey, that's really good pizza. And to know? just be able to walk in and it's, like, ready and, you know, you get a slice yeah. and some sticks and some drinks and it's great. Yeah, that was that was my first job. No shit. Working there. Yeah, yeah. That's so, great. Not at the Not at the one downtown, like, by the warehouse. Not that place. That one's gone, actually. It's a damn shame. Hey, the other day, this past weekend, I was digging through an old email account looking for um, an old email, and I came across emails from you. Oh, really? This is like, this is like 10 years ago. <laughs> and it was uh, like masked intruder, first defense emails, and we ended up, we were talking about the warehouse a little bit. And no I, shit. I had no recollection of it at all. I, like, I had no idea that we were, yeah, but no, it's definitely you, you know? That's actually how I got your email tonight. I couldn't remember it, you know? That's funny. I have no recollection yeah, yeah. of that either. <laughs> so I, I, I did remember after that, though, because I, I remember when First Defense came out, 
um, I remember packing all those up, and I remember your your name coming up, and somehow I I don't know if I just I don't know I, I knew your name and I knew you were in All American Rejects, and you guys at that point were already you know uh, a big deal. So yeah. Anyways, that's funny. I always thought it was cool that like you were like you know All American Rejects were on a different level, obviously, but it was like that other side of like pop punk kind of you know what i mean mm-hmm. but you were still like supporting like i thought it was cool that you were buying a masked intruder record like how the fuck does this guy know who masked intruder is you know <laughs> but you were just a big fan so i always thought that was cool you're you're a total like record nerd obviously yep yeah have been for ever at this point <laughs> yeah yeah and it's funny enough we were talking about that just before we started here uh tonight's episode um We've we've actually been like this was your idea about six months ago or so. You threw this at me, and I don't know why we haven't haven't done it up until now. But um, I had to I expedited this idea because Paul number one, the great Paul number one, he he messaged me last week and he told me about the announcement. You know, the thirtieth anniversary of Boris the Sprinkler, and I was like, fuck, I got to get a hold of Mike. That we got to do this episode <laughs> like right now, and uh, so we're making it happen. Hell yeah. We're going to be doing our, our essential Boris the Sprinkler 7 inches. Yeah, I'd had the idea that it would be fun because, yeah, I, I'm, I'm a record nerd. And saying the, the, the band, or what, what changed me from being just someone who bought records to being a collector nerd was Boris 7 inches. <laughs> yeah. Because, <laughs> like, I had drugs and masturbation, and then I would go to the record store, and there would be, like, a used one on a different color for like a buck 50 <laughs> and I was like well fuck it's it's a buck 50 why not and then that was that's what got those gears turning and has now emptied my pockets ever since but yeah but yeah so I thought it'd be fun to do that and so we could nerd out and uh and I because I actually have every Bora seven inch and most of them in unnecessary multiples <laughs> you have like a like three boxes of just Bora sprinkler <laughs> singles it's a lot that's of shit <laughs> I, I'm not like a variant collector. I don't need them all. I do have multiple variants of some records, you know, but it just happens to turn out that way. Maybe I forgot I had one or, you know, it got thrown in for free or some shit like that, you know? Mm-hmm. And sometimes when I'm like, I'm kind of weird. Like if I'm at a record store and I see a record that I already have that I really like that I know isn't like, you know, it's not readily available to everybody, I will buy that. <laughs> like wine press. Whenever I see that wine press worth a thousand words record, I pick it up and I'll just give it to the, you know, I'll meet someone who doesn't have it. And I'm like, you got to have this record. It's the best. That's, that's awesome. That's very, very kind of you. Well, you know, I just, you just end up with shit, you know? Mm-hmm. Anyways, well, uh, I wanted to ask you a couple questions. Okay. Yeah. Go for it. I'm looking. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, I don't want to bug you too much about all American reject stuff, but dude, I got to ask you about this weird fest that's <laughs> happening in like Las Vegas. I, it, it, you know, like a, a few weeks ago, it was like all the rage on like Facebook. Mm. Like, is that real? Uh, yeah, it's totally real. It, okay. Initially it was a one day fest with a uh, hundred bands and they were all <laughs> like, like, I don't know. I don't, you know, I recognize the, some of the names, you know, and there's some really big bands on there, but it was like a ton of them. Like, how does that shit happen in one day? I mean, it's, it definitely seems like it's got to be 
logistically <laughs> very tight. But I'm sure, like, they have... I don't know if you've seen those stages that revolve, where it's like... No. Um, yeah, like, a lot, of, a lot of festivals have been having these where... So, like, a band's playing, and then there's a wall behind them, and behind that wall, the other band is setting up, and then the whole stage, like, turns. It's like a big circle... Holy shit. And so, yeah. so That's th- cool. So, yeah, it's great. So there's, like, no downtime between bands. And I'm assuming they're going to have those stages to make this work. <laughs> do you guys know, like, your set times? Like, is it, like, do you even get a half hour? I it, There's so many bands. Like, you can't do it in one day, you know? Totally. I, I, I haven't heard. I mean, I'm sure they've told our booking agent but i haven't heard what our set time is but i imagine it like progresses through the day like probably i'm sure the earlier bands only do like 20 minutes yeah yeah um but you know it it, i mean for us i'm sure it'll be easy and quick which is nice (laughs) but so so that was a one day thing and then they added a second day and i think a third day and it says the same bands yeah so are you guys playing three days in a row um what the third day is the next weekend and oh okay uh, okay but yeah it's all the same well i when they first offered it <laughs> they said that it would probably end up being two days and so we were like warned about that and then when it came out and like i guess like all the tickets sold really quick they immediately were like hey we're gonna do a third and fourth the next weekend <laughs> and got yeah so they haven't announced a fourth yet but they said i don't know they said it's possible if i guess if the third one sells out but honestly, wouldn't it be easier just to have like start with a two-day festival and have half the bands play on one day and the other half on the other and just have like you'd get longer set times? Yeah, you think? I mean, I don't know. Cuz I mean, yeah, <laughs> I mean you guys will play say you say you play 30 minutes on Friday or whatever day and you have your songs and then the next day you have to play another set. I mean, I know you guys have a large body of work, but still like there's going to be fans that might want to see you on Saturday because they didn't get a chance to see you on Friday. And they're like, God damn, why didn't they play, you know, whatever song, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like your big hits are just, you just kind of have, you're expected to play them. And I don't know. It just seems weird. Like you could just do like, I don't know, one set that's just longer, you know, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't know their thinking, but (laughs) I mean, it's crazy I though. It maybe. I mean, I guess they're maybe testing that if you know having the same thing each day would bring more people to fly in. It's less of a commitment to just yeah. have to go to one day, and you know you're getting the same amount. I, I don't know. I don't know what the thought process is. Yeah, I mean, it's, I it was just like the list of bands. It's like I, I how many fucking bands are there? You know, I, like I didn't know. Like it was weird because they're all like. They're all from that other scene. You know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. But then, like, the Linda Lindas are on there, and they're, like, that new thing, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, where? how do they fit into this whole thing? Like, that doesn't even make sense, you know? Yeah, there was some weird stuff, and, and I feel like it kind of ignored a whole section of what I would consider sort of the edge of all that, which is, like, the, like, get-up kids, uh, that yeah, kind yeah. of, you know... S- area of bands and so i thought that was interesting that those guys like stuff like that wasn't on it yeah yeah vagrant records kind of got boned on this this thing (laughs) (laughs) you know i don't know like i don't don't know a lot of that stuff i know the get up kids of course i actually saw the get up kids once and they were like i had no idea that they got big 
Mm. Um, my wife and I went to see him at the Barrymore in Madison. It was sold out, and I'm like, holy shit. You know, I, I didn't know that they were at that level, you know? And, uh, yeah, it was like a big deal. I had no clue, so. Yeah, and they're still kicking. So it's, yeah, it's strange. Yeah, so two days ago, dude, I was I was actually listening. It's going through YouTube, watching some All-American Rejects videos, <laughs> trying to come up with... Uh, something and it hit me that the last time you were on the show I don't think we talked about this and I remembered shit I was going to talk to him about that and I know you weren't involved with this but uh two of the other guys in the band played with Bon Jovi oh yeah yeah the unplugged thing (laughs) I was like how the fuck is that and I watched that and I'm not a Bon Jovi fan you know I know it's a shock but I'm not a huge fan and I'm like goddamn Mike's not even up there were you in the (laughs) band at that time you had to have been yeah yeah, it was um well our, our guitar player Nick, he's a he's big, a big Bon Jovi fan like growing up. He loved him. And yeah. uh and I forget somehow like that knowledge got to Bon Jovi and like there was a time they played um they opened this arena in Newark and they did like 28 days. Like the first 28 things that this arena had was Bon Jovi concerts. And uh <laughs> And they had us open two of the shows. Like every two shows, they had a different opener. So we got to do that. And then, uh, yeah, I guess they, Nick talked to him some and kind of befriended him a little. And yeah, they got invited to do, be guests on the Unplugged. And so, yeah, Nick and Tyson went out there and played with them. Yeah, I watched it. And Nick actually did the solo over Richie Sambora. I couldn't believe it. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't have the balls to try to do that. But but he, he's a better yeah. guitar player than I am too. Well, at, at the end, uh, Tyson did the whole "we're not worthy" thing, mm. and John Bon Jovi did not look very pleased with that. I don't know if you've seen that recently. Uh, it's been he a long time. He looks irritated, dude. <laughs> he looks irritated. Like get off my stage, kid. You know. <laughs> so that's. But that was, I thought it was pretty cool. I was going to ask you about that before, and I'm like, God, I, I forget everything, dude. That you know. We might repeat things we talked about last time, but that was something I'm like, I'm pretty sure we didn't talk about, but I really wanted to. Yeah, I don't think we did. That's a big deal, man. Like, Bon Jovi's, like, really next level, you know? Yeah, it was crazy. And what something else that was cool, Bon Jovi-related, was their keyboard player did the music for a uh, Toxic Avenger play, like an off-Broadway thing, <laughs> and he really? invited us to come to that, and so we got to go see this awesome Toxic Avenger musical. <laughs> Be- That's cool. Yeah, so that was that was the coolest thing for the Bon Jovi stuff for me. <laughs> was was that the same guy that was with them in the eighties? Yeah, the dude with the really curly like blonde hair. My mom likes it. Okay, dude, I think you're a fan of this band, Operation Ivy. Hmm. Did you see the videos? I did. They did this little pseudo reunion at some some benefit thing. They did like one song. Hmm. What'd you think, man? Um, I thought it was fine. I I think people were making way too much of it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I, I'm sure it was, oh, hey, Jesse's around. Why don't you come do this song? <laughs> you know, like, and he seemed he seemed nervous. <laughs> and I'm sure, dude, too, dude, you know, all he... those guys have in-ears, and I'm sure he doesn't, and he probably couldn't hear things well. And so he was like, I don't know. He was nervous, and it was fine, and I don't know. I, don't, I think the whole thing is blown up way too much, but I thought he was great, too. Like, he's... 
don't know if you've listened to any of that uh like that newest classics of love stuff the like really hardcore ep that he put out no no i haven't it's fucking great and his voice is still hmm. great so like yeah i don't know it was cool to see but i don't know it's kind of cool i guess i'm not a, i'm not a big fan you know i haven't listened to energy in at least 20 years hmm. but i i listened to it so much in high school you know so i know that record but you know when they they played it i was just like eh. i'm see i'm not a reunion guy like i i would love to take the DeLorean back to like 88 or 87, whenever the fuck, you know, mm-hmm. and see him at Gilman Street in front of like 200 people, you know, back in the day. But now it's like, I have no interest in like this reunion thing. But that guy, like he started singing and he looked, he looked as bored as, <laughs> he looked as bored singing it as I did listening to it. You know, it's like <laughs> hand in his pocket. Like, Dude, you can't, you know, I, it, he didn't look very comfortable yeah, you know, up there, I guess. And I think that's. I, I feel like he was more. He was. He was walking into a situation where he probably he probably couldn't hear shit well. He probably didn't know how he was sounding <laughs> at first. Yeah, but because it seemed like know. by the very end he started to feel comfortable. But how cool for that band though, the Interrupter guys. Yeah, like, they were just loving it, you know, because they're obviously they're younger, but uh, you know that you know they're tearing it up, and he's just like. And in his pocket, bored. <laughs> so I don't know, man. I know there's all these people want to have this big reunion, you know, this riot fest thing or whatever, and they're gonna get, you know, if they did it, they'd make a ton of money. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I think, you know, it's like everything else. Every, every time an old band gets back together, it's like you want to see them in their heyday, yeah. not 35 years later, you know. So I mean, if they do, people will be excited. It'll be cool. But I don't know. I I do. I think ha- feel with you like uh, like I heard that record so much in the '90s that I don't know that I need to listen to it much ever again. <laughs> like I yeah. still like it, but it is one that man. There's like a handful of records, like Pearl Jam Ten was one from my even pre-punk days. But like where it's just like I I don't need to hear that record ever again. It's good. <laughs> Neither do I, man. <laughs> I actually talked about this on the on the Valentine's Day episode that obviously didn't come out. But um, I asked the guest, we kind of chatted about this Operation Ivy thing, like this reunion thing. And I asked him what he thought, like, um, give me a band that you really want to see reunite that's possible. So not like the Ramones or something. So what do, what do you think, Mike? Like, give me a, a punk band that you want to see, you know, back together for at least one show. Oh, man. I mean, it, it, it's the other like long rumored Riot Fest thing of getting Jello to sing with Dead Kennedys again, and yeah, yeah, I I, I would be all <laughs> I would be totally down. Mine, mine's a little bit more, I guess. You know, I didn't really think this through before I asked him, and I I haven't thought it through before asking you either. But I think I got to go with Teen Idols. Oh yeah, dude, how awesome <laughs> would that be? Like full blown reunion, Keith, Phil, you know, that would be great. <laughs> Matt I, and Heather, you know, I, it's not going to happen, <laughs> but just to see that, because I saw that band a bunch of times, totally. and they were always good, so I'd love it. I mean, yeah, I only got to see them once back in the day, I think, but they were great. Take a moment and remember things were, don't get stuck there, your future still Cause it's always something more I know good times are fun 
Ivy, you know, like that was so long ago. Like the energy, you know, no pun intended. It's just, <laughs> I, I can't see it being there, you know? Maybe, maybe, maybe. I don't know. Like, I feel like just the, the, at the very end, he started feeling it. You could tell. And I think if he was, yeah, yeah. if they were like in a situation where he was really playing a show, I bet, I bet it could be good. But, so you think it's going to happen at Riot Fest? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I does Dave Mello still play much? That would be the more I don't know. Like wild card is if he's up to snuff still. Not to say that he wouldn't be, but I don't know. For some reason, I think just today I, I thought I saw something on Facebook that said something about a a, a Dave Mello like. Is there like a documentary on him? Oh, I don't know. I haven't heard about that. I don't know. I sometimes I just skim through it. I thought I thought I something like that so that'd be kind of cool you know yeah um all right well here's a question that I, you know you know it's coming right i'm not gonna i can't not ask you about this but um how's the new screeching weasel album um <laughs> it's done and it's done uh, nice yeah yeah it's all it's all finished i don't know when it's coming out i i should ask ben that uh but I think it's cool. Texting. It was it was a Let's lot of fun to right make. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, this is one. Where'd you record it at, at your house? Yeah, everything except for Ben's vocals. I went up there to record him. Um, but yeah, everyone, everything else, everyone came here. Uh, everything cool. else, everyone came here, and uh, yeah, it was great. It was like really fun. I ended up playing guitar on like me and and Mike are the two guitar players on it, and. Uh, that's rad. Yeah, so it's, it was it was a lot of fun, and I think it's yeah. There's a lot of really cool tunes. It's a um, I don't know how to describe it. I feel like I feel like it is makes it, sense it, next to the last one. Yeah, is it is it not as poppy as the last one as Atavism? It's probably not overall. I think there's a few more darker songs. I don't. I I haven't done like a ratio, but. Uh, <laughs> And there's like a couple, there's like a, you know, there's like, it opens with a really, a blast one minute punk song. That's fun. Um, cool. Yeah. So I hope, can't wait, dude. I hope people like it. Yeah. Well, send it to me and then I'll, I'll, I'll let you know what I think of it. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. No, dude. But yeah, I, you were actually, we, we talked about doing this, this, uh, Boris the Sprinkler thing. I was like texting you like, Hey, how about next week? And you're like, Oh, I'm, I'm busy recording. Fuck. <laughs> you know what's more important than this you know <laughs> screeching weasel so that's cool you played on it though so like if is there i know you can't really say anything but if there was talk about like 
of a Screeching Weasel show. Might you be joining Screeching Weasel or just a recording thing? Um, No, we actually had talked about that. That maybe, yeah, nice. if some shows come up that I might play. And uh, yeah, I think that'd be a lot of fun. Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so hopefully, I mean, who knows with, you know, COVID and shit, and, but we'll see. So how many, uh, how many songs are on the record? I, I bet you can guess. <laughs> I probably could. How about the artwork? Is there talk of any artwork? Have you seen any I, sketches? I, I have. I've, I've, I've seen <laughs> what is the final artwork, I believe, unless he changed Damn. it. Yeah. Uh, Was it uh, the Ricardo guy? What's his name? I, I, I butchered that guy's name. I, uh, from Italy? The, the usual guy. Uh, yeah, I think so. Awesome. Yeah, I bet, I bet you can guess how many songs there are, and I bet you can guess generally what the cover looks like. <laughs> <laughs> awesome awesome well that's that's yeah. it's just cool man it's like it's so awesome that we get another record right away because you know with with screeching weasel with ben it's just like you don't know like in mm-hmm. the past album album and then long lulls a couple more albums another lull and but you know atavism came out it fucking was one of my favorite weasel records and uh number two i think by the way um fucking a and yeah, what do you think of that? Like, people always get pissed at me. Like, Screeching Weasel is so, like, polarizing. People get all pissed off. But it's like, dude, I'm sorry. I, I think Atavism is better than, you know, maybe I, I listen to it a hell of a lot more than Anthem. You know? Oh, wow. I'm never going to say it's better than My Brain Hurts. But, dude, it's a fucking killer album. I think there's some really great songs on it. And even, even if I had nothing to do with it, like, there's yeah, yeah. some things that are just, like, that's quality Screeching Weasel. Like what if yeah. it's like if you if you can't find something to like there, then it's you're trying to not like or it's like it's you know, like you shouldn't even be giving an opinion on it because you obviously only want to hear old shit. Dude, it's the people, you know, there's like the people that hate Ben Weasel, and then there's the people that are like, it's not screeching weasel without Vapid or Jughead. Come on, man. They haven't been in the band a long time. <laughs> totally. You know, I it's kind of all over the place. I mean, I know all Screeching Weasel records kind of sound the same. I get that. But, you know, that I think there's, for, for guys like us, for nerds that are into this shit, it's like, there's like little pockets of, you know, different styles of Screeching Weasel and just enjoy it, you know? Totally. I just enjoy Screeching Weasel, whether, I don't care who's in the band, you know, because <laughs> Ben is such a great songwriter. It doesn't matter. And Atavism, it was, he was just writing out of his mind on that one. <laughs> You know, so hopefully I'm, I'm, I'm excited for the next one, dude. Cool. Yeah. I hope you like it. I'm sure I will, you know, unless it's like too different, you know, cause you always worry like, <laughs> I don't want to get emo. I don't want to get teen <laughs> punks again. You know what I mean? <laughs> totally. So, uh, I mean, teen punks has its moments, I guess, but overall, you know, it's just kind of a, no, I totally get, yeah. I, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't, I, I'm curious to hear people's reactions. I was going to ask you about the weather down there, dude. You guys have a like ton of snow this year. Not you a, have some. You had a, like a winter though, didn't you? Uh, we've had a little bit. I mean, still not as much as we used to have, like you know, twenty years ago. But today is actually crazy because I was outside and it was like high seventies, and then by six a.m. it's going to be snowing, <laughs> and that's just insane. <laughs> it's a bit cold here, dude. Typical typical winter here, you know. Is it is it as cold as normal though, or is it more mild? Or mm, it seems like it, most places have been more mild. 
these days. See, there, there's moment, there's days that are that are mild, but it's like that's what sucks. It's like you don't have a week of, you know, twenty. You have a day of twenty. The next day's minus ten. The next day's <laughs> thirty. It's like up and down constantly, and it really sucks because the shit, it like freezes right, and then the next day it kind of thaws a little bit and gets all chunky, and then it refreezes, and it's it's just mm. a mess, dude. So. Yeah, winter's winter's just up and down here, you know. But overall, it's just cold, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't like so, that. But we haven't had a ton of snow. I mean, we have snow now. It's starting to melt, but um, nothing too weird, you know. Yeah, no, the ones we've the snowstorms we've had have been nice actually this year, to where like they don't screw up the roads too badly, and so yeah. it's just yeah, it's just pretty. It's always. It's always the worst, dude. It's driving in snow, you know? Yeah. And here, like, you know, it's, there's not much clearing that happens. (laughs) So it's not, yeah. Like, I think, I'm sure if you came here, you'd be like, why the fuck is everything shut down right now? This is nothing. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know, man. Like my neighborhood, they don't plow either, you know? Mm. So it's like, they run the plow through one time and then everyone just drives over it. So it's just like this nice layer of icy snow. Mm. And you try to walk, you know, you try to get down to the, like the mailbox and it's like slipping all over. It sucks. <laughs> so I'm ready. I'm ready for springtime, dude. I don't like summer, you know, but I'm ready for, I don't know. I want the snow to go away and the ice. Yeah. All right, dude. So let's get to the topic tonight. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, Boris the Sprinkler. So, you know, it was announced just yesterday, um, the 30th anniversary of Boris the Sprinkler. They're playing a show this summer, June June 25th in Green Bay, of course. And uh, a bunch of cool bands opening up. I couldn't believe it, dude. Like, I think about that. It's like 30 years. Like, how the fuck is this? Yeah, I know they haven't been around the entire time. You know, they took breaks. They broke up for a while or whatever. But it's just crazy that they're still, especially that band, zany-ass <laughs> Boris the Sprinkler is still like, and you know it's going to be huge. You know there's going to be so many people there. Just awesome to celebrate 30 years of that band. So cool. That's rad. I wish it were closer to me. <laughs> Fly in, man. <laughs> Have you seen them before? I've seen them once. They played Oklahoma City one time. Uh, yeah. What that was that like? Late 90s. Yeah, it was. You know, actually, I have the set list from it still. And uh, cool. So I I can I could look at what the actual date was. I think it was ninety eight. Yeah, because it was when they it was the tour that they made that ten inch for. Um, and uh, so yeah, so they would have been mega anal era, I believe. Yeah. Uh, but they're fucking great. It was awesome. That's like Boris the Sprinkler in their prime. That's when you wanted to see them, you know. Totally. It's cool because I still have the first time I saw them was in Lacrosse. And I have the set list from that show. What? And I, I don't, I don't remember the set list, but you know, I'm sure they look the same. How Norb? <laughs> That's what I was gonna ask. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was like that. The, whatever the font was, or you know, and that uh, it's all I remember is it said last night of tour. Ah. So, um, but they didn't tour a lot, dude. Yeah, they, it was. I was really shocked when they came, uh, but they played a place called EBM, and he wrote at EBM Eric's bowel movement. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, that's funny because I I've seen other set lists from them and he does that, so that guy's just got a crazy mind, you know. I love it. Um, he used to do all the I don't know about all of them, but he used to do uh, flyers for Concert Cafe, 
mm. in Green Bay. And you could always tell because they always looked like, you know, his set list looked like the flyers and whatnot and shit. But he always wrote something great on there, you know, something fucking hilarious about certain bands. My, the, my, my favorite one that I ever wrote was or that I ever read was uh, why are the balls bigger in the CFL? Because chicks dig it. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah, yeah. No, but uh, yeah, first time I saw him was 90, 94. And oh, I've wow. told this story before, but um, Norb called me. You know, I was like 16 years old, and he calls me. And I, I don't remember how he got my number. I think it was from Dave Parasite. But he calls me, and he tells me this story about... Um, when he was growing up, he was in lacrosse with his parents and he went to a, a camera place and he bought a record. They sold records there, apparently. And it was by a band called The Victims. And he thought it was the punk band, The Victims. But it turns out it was a we had a local band who was actually the owner of the warehouse. He was in a band called The Victims. Oh, wow. And it was his record. And Nor was telling me he still had it and, and blah, blah, blah. So anyways, I told my friends that and they're like, fuck that. That didn't happen. You didn't talk to him, you know, whatever. <laughs> well, then they played the show, right? And they're playing... And he tells the same story in one of his little rants, you know, mm-hmm. and about how he, he bought the bought the record. And, the, and then he points to the record that was the same record. You know, Steve had a copy like above the bar. So it, it was just kind of cool, you know, but um, that's that's my memory from the first time I saw him. Of course, I saw him, you know, a few dozen times after that, mostly in Green Bay, you know, totally amazing, amazing band, amazing live band, probably the best live band i i ever saw you know oh wow one of them for sure yeah they're very entertaining for sure i i I enjoyed it a lot yeah it was just you know they played in green bay so much they opened up for like everybody so you just you know i i suppose i going to see them so much i might have taken it for granted a little bit you know some (laughs) of those times but god sometimes when you saw them it was just like the you were just in the middle of like you're just thinking this is the greatest show i've ever seen you know like one time was so stupid but like paul number two is watching tv while he's playing it's like (laughs) watching the packer game you know like he didn't want to fucking miss the game so he's just playing watching tv the whole time and every time they score he stops and cheers you know shit like that just fucking who who else does that you know that's just so stupid you know but it was fucking hilarious that's great yeah but no 30 years dude i was just like you know i hate saying it but it's like where did that time go you know yeah i was in high school the first time i saw him you know i remember the first the first record i got um actually i had heard of them because of the uh the quencher split they did Mm. and uh i had seen quencher and i kind of knew uh one of the guys in that band and so i had they were kind of on my radar already but then once i saw him live completely blew me away um picked up um grilled cheese uh and uh male model seven inches and for i don't know for months those those two records didn't leave my record player they were so good hell yeah i'm trying to think of when i don't even remember which was the first one that i got it might have been drugs and masturbation but it might have been the i forget now but I remember, I think I knew of them from seeing ads in Maxim Rock and Roll before I heard yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. I would see those bulge ads. Yeah, yeah. Did you ever read his column? Oh, yeah. It's always so hard to read for me. It was tough. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because <laughs> it was like, I, I mean, my, my, you know, I've already got attention 
you know, issues. So like reading his shit was like he he went everywhere and somehow he always every little tangent he wrote about he kind of he kind of came back to the central point, you know. Totally. I was like, how the fuck's he do that? He's a genius, man, was... and his writings were always so good. But it was always so hard to read because it was like run-on sentences that were just all capitalized, you know, shit like that. And then uh, just like a burying of parentheses and brackets. But then he always closed them all and got back <laughs> out of that you know, that stuff. It was great. Yeah, it was always just like amazing how he did that, and even when he talks, just his on-stage banter. It's like, how does, you know, he just goes off. It's like, how the fuck does a guy do this? (laughs) But yeah, that quencher split, that was, that was one that was the hardest for me to find back in the day. Like, I never, I I can't even remember when I eventually got it, but I want to say it was later, like maybe early 2000s when I finally came across one. I think it's still a tricky one to find. You don't see, I don't know. I don't know how many copies were, were made of that one. You know, those early Boris records, like, they sold a shit ton of those records. It's crazy. Like when you, yeah, I think that one was only like 500 pressed. The Quencher one, all the Bulge singles were like a few first, thousand, second, right? third, fourth, you know. Yeah. And some of them were thousands, and I think you know they were selling 2,500 copies of each seven inch. So yeah, the the Quencher one, you know, the cover's kind of stupid, you know, like <laughs> you know it's just so different than all the. You know, all the Boris records are so zany, you know? Totally. They have a look, and then there's that one, <laughs> you know? So it's cool, though, man. Did you, uh, have you read his book, the annotated Boris book? No, you know, I have not. Oh, it's pretty good. I should. It's, uh, yeah. it's, it's great, actually. He goes through, like, all the songs and every release, and, and you know, there's, there's talk about that cover, and he's not happy about it either. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I don't know. When you look through all the all the covers, it's like, what the fuck happened, you know? <laughs> yeah, dude, I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, that's definitely probably the the hardest one to get. Yeah, well, yeah, on its as a release. Then there's, you know, variations of others <laughs> that are harder. Yeah, dr- drugs and masturbation, like, you know, 100 different variants. And it's so weird. Like, I feel like that's where all that shit started because before Mutant Pop Records... You know, like Lookout Records, like you couldn't get my brain hurts with, you know, a different font on the back, you know, <laughs> you know, an extra hundred press of that. Or they didn't have, you know, it was like black, black vinyl, you know? Yeah. And um, Timbo came along and it, it seems like with especially drugs and masturbation, it was like, how many different copies are there? It's crazy. I want It's s- nuts, dude. I, I, I want to say um, it's like up to like 18 or... 20-ish, I think, of that one. <laughs> I have no idea. I don't have no them idea, all, but man. I have more than I need for sure. <laughs> I think Killer Killer out of Finland even had like multiple versions of that record as well. Yeah, they did three colors and a picture disc. Yeah, and they're actually called like, it's like Drugs and Masturbation, but in Finnish. <laughs> totally. Or whatever, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, But yeah, what a classic though, you know, that's like the song. Mm-hmm. You know, drugs and masturbation. I mean, how many how many shows opened with that song? And it was just every time was a little bit different. I think you know, it was just like how 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 do you do that too? Like that is an epic fucking intro, and how do you change it up and make it different every time? It's nuts. Totally, and not s- stumble. You know? <laughs> yeah, I never did. <laughs> it's remarkable. Yeah, yeah. 
I feel like... I feel like Boris, like, everybody knows him. I f for some reason, like, they just weren't in the right time. Like, if they would have been late 70s, early 80s, you know? Mm, totally. Like, because they're like... Mm, I, I, I try to think of bands who to even say they're kind of like. And it's always the Dickies, right? Yeah. Like zany punk rock band, Dickies. And I feel like if they would have come out, you know, 10, 15, 20 years earlier, you know, it's a different story, you know? Like, they're the legendary punk rock band. It's Ramones and Boris the Sprinkler. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? It's all about the timing, man. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So we're going to do this... Um, I, my, my list that I sent you initially was only seven inches, no splits. Mm -hmm. And and I stuck to that. Okay. And I know you you didn't, but I'm like, mm, I don't know. I like I I think sometimes the the splits. It was the other band that would would have influenced me. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like oh, Moral Crooks. You know, I fucking love Moral Crooks. But I'm like, yeah, but the Boris stuff wasn't as good on that record as it is on, you know. Uh, grilled cheese, say. Totally. And now that, that was like, it's funny because this, yeah, this was my harebrained idea. And then once I hadn't pulled these <laughs> records out in forever, and then once I started listening to them again, I was like, oh yeah, I forgot how they treated a lot of their seven inches like singles, where there's like the hit song on the A side and then maybe a cover and a throwaway. And so it makes it really hard to like pick like, oh, this is the best seven inch because it's like, well, this side of this one is amazing, but then this side of this other one's amazing. And it's like, ah, so then what do I pick? Like what it's, yeah. And so because of that, I ended up whittling it down to six and I was going to cheat and hop onto one of yours. <laughs> I think, uh, I think a top five Boris of Sprinkler that actually is six is kind of fitting because it's Boris the Sprinkler, right? <laughs> Fucking a. <laughs> the only thing that would the only thing that would be more fitting is if we did them in alphabetical order or something. You know? <laughs> totally. um, but yeah, I, I totally. I'm glad you said it because yeah, it's like all the seven inches are like just a total hit. The A side is a hit, and then the B side is like uh, usually a cover, and then like something just kind of dumb, you know. <laughs> so, but those that A side, man. They just killed it every time. There's so many good ones. Yeah, there's a lot of good stuff. One more thing, and I know it's it's not on my list, and I don't think it's on your list. Could have made my list, but <laughs> the um, I don't know, dude. I don't know how to say it. 113 degrees. <laughs> is that umo? What is that word? Uomo? Is I say? Well, it's it's 113th man in Italian. Oh. Yeah, All right. it's it's I, the same thing they did with the the drugs and masturbation. Yeah, I'm an idiot. I never picked up on that. Yeah, I knew the 113th man, but I never realized that. I'm always like, what is that record? I'm always like too too bashful, too shy, feel too stupid to ask. You know, that, but it is because it's like we don't use like the degree sign as a <laughs> like they no. do. So it, yeah, I, no. I didn't know that. I I didn't realize that at first for sure. Okay, good. <laughs> it only took me like 25 years to, to learn that, so that's cool. But um, it's got one of the great songs. This isn't on my list, and I, I know it's not in yours, but um, My Baby Put Me in the Penalty Box. Such a fucking hit, dude. That is I love song. that song. B-N-A-L-D-Y! Oh, no. I said I don't want to get my penalty. Oh, uh-oh. Cause if I can't get my love, it takes over the heat. 
That should have been like A side, right? Yeah, I mean it was. Yeah, it's a good one. At least it made it on an album. I gotta say too, my except for my number one, my order is totally arbitrary because I couldn't decide. <laughs> I was like, all these could be in any position, so that will be counting down. Only my number one is really my number one. My number one, yeah, exactly. My number one was definitely like hands down, just because. Yeah, we'll get into it. Cool. Why don't you go first? Are you starting at number number six? Yes. Well, is, is did your five change? Uh, no, I didn't change my five. No. Okay. Well, then your five, my six. We'll just let's okay. combine that real quick. <laughs> is well, since we've been talking about it, it's drugs and masturbation. Exactly. I'm gonna sing this motherfucker in my stocking feet. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, members of the Wisconsin Agricultural Price Support Bureau, one arm paper hangers, one arm bandits. One-armed assassins, amateurations, guys who crave milk, lactating, eachies, clum craving blondes, nasty oriental newcomers, hardcore hermaphrodites, guys who get blood by six girls to scrap up, and representative of the Cook County Multi-Jurisdictional Law Enforcement Task Force. We are Boris the Sprinkler, and we hail from Dentaltown, USA. Glory is a cosmopolitan Green Bay, Wisconsin, where we've been unilaterally lauded as the city's greatest contribution to world culture since the gold bond ice cream bars that come in the shape of your favorite WWF superstars. And luckily for you, we dance just as good as we look. Anyway, we're going to get tie-dye, deep-fried pie. Set emblazoned with Hong Kong Bowie, the voice of Bowie was provided by the late great Scatman Brothers. Is Ron Gisbert and his eyes include Betty Larson, looking like Danny Parker's and adjusting Amy's dog collar. On the yellow base, we find the illustrious Eric Ancient Chinese secretly. Eric enjoys French fries, cheese, pizza, macaroni, and cheese, and owns a bike with no kickstand. So there. Wielding the six-string implement of destruction for this veritable eight testicle pogo machine is none other than Paul Boris the Schroeder, who ate plenty of red meat, was once stationed in Germany with the army, where he once saw a super tantalizingly remove her panties only to reveal a penis. And as far as for myself, the voice of Geek America, my name is Robert Nord, and you're here with me now. Cause the people are not like me, and I don't like them very much. What do you see, Dr. Yeah. 
And I, I am going to quantify that too with uh, specifically the first press clear vinyl <laughs> that has It's nice. My Style on the B-side because I think that's better than Yeah, Yeah and Yeah, Yeah, No. Um, <laughs> but, I mean, it's all about the A-side on that one for sure. Oh, yeah. And like that monologue is still funny to me. I listened to it the other day and I was like, this is still great. I fucking love it. Dude. I've heard it a hundred fucking times and I still hear something and it just cracks me up. <laughs> and it's like, God, how does he come up with this shit? It's still like not dated at all. You know, that record is 27 years old. That's crazy. Like when you hear it, like no one's, nobody has figured out how to do that. You know, like there will never be another Norb, another Boris the Sprinkler, you know? Totally. Like you can't cover these songs. Like no one can cover Drugs and Masturbation. I mean, they could go in after the intro, maybe, you know? Mm-hmm. All American Rejects are not going to cover drugs and masturbation. <laughs> you know, Tyson just is not going to be able to do it. <laughs> that is very <laughs> <You> true. <laughs> As a kid, you know, being like 16, 17 years old, being into like, you know, Screeching Weasel and the Queers, to have this song, you know, kind of come out, it was like, holy shit, I've never heard anything like this, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know how many times you just listen to that intro over and over and just fucking laugh, dude. It was so funny. But just the just after that, even seeing them live, to know when to kick in, when the band knows to just go in. It's amazing. They hit it every time I saw them. That's awesome. And it's, and just, yeah, and we've ta- already touched on how ridiculous this record is as far as pressings and variations and whatnot. <laughs> but that's, I love that. So much, and I am a uh, proud owner of one of the Mimi sleeves of that one. Oh yeah, yeah. I think at some point Tim at Mutant Pop put it up. Like he got some copies, and I was able to snag one. And it's like the rarer of the two versions of that, where I think the pictures are blue and the everything else is black. I forget. But hmm. so yeah, that's that's a fun one. They were definitely a, a visual band too. So just looking at the covers was always cool like just whatever they were wearing you know their poses the shit in the background it was always just something cool to look at you know totally and that was that one's always funny because eric simple's got like the the fucking like the pantyhose over his head (laughs) (laughs) paul one's just chugging a beer yeah (laughs) great great record dude oh yeah dude the pressing information is insane on this do you do you still have one? Uh, I don't know which one I have. I, I think I, I have two or three versions of this. I was gonna see what what you got. I have I have a black one for sure and a light. It's a blue one. Mm-hmm. I think it's a light blue. Yeah, I um, think that's second and third press. Second and third. I'd have to look at the last one though. So yeah, I'm not sure. I know I have black. And the blue one, and I think I have a third one, but I'd have to look. Nice. You know, these are these aren't something I look at every day, man. You know, <laughs> totally. It's like, I mean, I haven't even listened to that record in forever. You know, but yeah. I got you know just my stack of Boris singles. It's like I don't, you know, I don't really go through and like, you know, admire what colors I have. You know, <laughs> so because I know it's like embarrassing. You know, it's like I don't have, you know. 
50 versions of that record, so it's like, I just have a couple, you know? Yeah, that, that's and all And all the other need. ones, it's like one or two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I hadn't broken these out in forever, but it is super fun uh, to go through them. And, and with his book, too, it's like a little, like, aside to, like, you know, I don't know, it, it gives you an explanation for everything. It's, re- it's really fun. It's a fun read. Yeah, his columns are always great, so I'm going to check it out, man. It's, it's a lot easier to read than the columns, too. <laughs> That's cool. All right, so why don't you do your number five, then? Okay. Number five, I had Male Model. Nice. It's great. Like I, I mean, this is one of the ones where I actually like the B side more only because like, I know the original of the A side so well and they do a good job on it, but it's, it's the cover, you know? <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. Um, so it's actually like, especially Super Bowl eyes, I think is a, is a really great, great song. One. It's a really odd song structure wise, but cause it, it's like the, every part in it's really great. And I wish a couple of them repeated, but despite that, it's a really fucking cool song and ejector seats. Great too. Like both those songs. Like I really love mm-hmm. that side in particular. Um, I think I do prefer this version of super Bowl eyes and I don't know why, <laughs> but I mean, this is the, I think I maybe heard this one first. Yeah, I definitely heard that one first, but I, I haven't listened to that version in a while. You know, I usually listen to Saucer Saturn, so I don't know. Totally. Um, cool cover, though, dude. Like, just fucking stupidity. You know, like <laughs> Norb. Like, he's in his underwear, and they appear to be ripped. Yeah. Like, I don't know if you've noticed that. Like, there's a huge rip. Like, this dude needs some new underwear, you know? <laughs> I love, too, on the back, there's, like, his notes along, like, what would be, like, the registration stuff. To, to the printers yeah. saying to make the ink more fluorescent because the orange yeah, yeah. on <laughs> grilled cheese was, I don't know, it gets cut off. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. I like that, it, that that made it into the artwork. Yeah, it's so weird. Like, was that an accident? Like, that's what I used to think, you know? This is intentional. <laughs> like, I always thought that, that's so cool, you know? Like, it's, well, oh, um, I see at the bottom too, there's another one that says, get the registration better. <laughs> so it must be. <laughs> That's yeah, great. dude. This this record, this was one of the first ones I ever got. You know, I I played the shit out of Male Model. That's a that's a great song. You know, obviously mm. it's a cover, but I always fucking dug that one. And uh, yeah, I wore this one down quite a bit. All right, dude. My number four. Um, actually, dude, I did move my list around. Okay. My 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 number four was actually Male Model as well. Nice. And. I had to move some shit around just because I, I realized that, yeah, I probably got sick of that record quite a bit, you know? I just moved some shit around, you know, but it's such a good one, dude. It's it's definitely one of my favorite seven inches, you know? Hell yeah. Just because I, you know, I was just, I was like 16, getting into punk rock, and it wasn't something that was huge, and these dudes were from Wisconsin, you know? And they seemed like larger than life to me, you know? How can this band not be... You know, that was always cool. Like, it sucks for you guys, everyone else, because you didn't get to see them that much. They didn't tour that much. Obviously, you saw them, but, you know, Mm. they didn't tour every year. Mm. So, and I mean, it sounds selfish, but it was... You know, there's always always those bands. Like, I didn't grow up in Chicago, you know? Mm -hmm. So I didn't get to see Screeching Weasel all the time. I didn't grow up in the East Bay. I didn't see Green Day all the time, you know, or Mr. T Experience. 
but I saw Boris the Sprinkler quite a lot, you know? So it's cool. Like, that's that's my thing, you know? That's rad. So, and I, I, I didn't even live in Green Bay. I can't even imagine guys that live there, you know? Totally. They must have saw them. They played with everybody. So I saw them dozens and dozens of times, and, you know, it's cool. So I'm, I'm glad, you know, like, I didn't see the Ramones, you know? <laughs> But I saw Boris the Sprinkler, you know, so I, I get to say that, you know. A lot of people do, but they didn't tour a lot, you know. You know what I'm saying. Yeah, for sure. What's your number three? Number three. Oh, wait. Oh, no, I'm at... Or four. I'm at four, yeah, because of my cheating. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, it is the split with Dead Vampires. The final Boris 7-inch. The final one. And I'll be honest, I don't even have that record. It's... Yeah, like, I feel like... It... it I, I don't even think I got it until maybe a little bit after it had come out before I finally came across one. Uh, yeah, I think it's on Dirt Nap, right? Yeah. And uh, and Dead Vampires, I'm not so... Whatever. <laughs> I don't play that side too often. But <laughs> the Boris side, and especially like... I feel like maybe this is one, too, I, I didn't listen to a whole lot because... At this point when this came out and when I eventually got it, it's like when we were touring a whole lot. And so I was buying a lot of records, but not getting as much opportunity to listen to the records. And uh, so listening to this one, like revisiting it now, it's more fresh, I guess, than, than the other ones that I listen to a lot more. And uh, it's great. It's like, it's just like a three punch of fast. Like it's the most probably aggressive Boris record. Um but I think it's really good. I, I I like it. Yeah, I don't know why I never got it. I don't know. Paul number one wasn't on it. Yeah. Paul number two wasn't on it either, I guess. But um, but yeah, sort of a weird weird era for that band, you know? Totally. And yeah, reading in his book too, he I don't think he's very happy with this <laughs> era or record. But I do think these songs are. I don't know. It's just like it's 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 a very punk record for Boris in particular, and and, and I don't know. I like it. I like it. I don't know how I missed it. Well, I mean, it was that random, like they hadn't put anything out for, I remember when it came out being like, Boris put out a new record. Like it's, it, yeah. it, it seemed to come out of nowhere and uh, yeah. And kind of, I guess, stay there for most people. <laughs> yeah, I suppose. Well, the, the record that, you know, the last full length, it was like that too. Like, holy shit, <laughs> they're back. Oh it yeah. It was like, I don't know. It was, it was pretty exciting, you know? It's a good record too, but um, just exciting to have new Boris, you know. Totally. And that was a huge time yeah. gap there. So, um, my next one, I don't know what I was thinking on the original list I sent you for not having this on there, but it's "Kill the Ramones." Four, three, two, one. What did Kill the Ramones. 
That is that's my uh, number four, three. That's my next one too. <laughs> it really is like one of the best songs they ever had. You know, I think I think the the B side wasn't so much for me. You know, but it's, um, it's fine. And and I feel like that's yeah. It's one where it's like it's not as memorable, but it's also not a bad song. So it's a, it, it makes for a good seven inch. Oh yeah, yeah. It was just. Total Boris, you know, mm-hmm. kill the Ramones on one side, kill the Sex Pistols on the other side. It's cool. It's just Total Boris, you know, four, three, two, one, one, two, three, four. <laughs> like, stupid is that, you know? But it's like so fitting, and it's like I, I've never heard that before. I've never heard anybody else do it that way. It's just kind of, <laughs> it's cool, you know. Totally. Um, yeah, cool artwork. Paul number two's, uh, like his eyeballs are gonna pop out of his fucking head, dude. <laughs> it looks so weird. <laughs> it's great. I love uh, in that song too that that second section where the uh, the hanging in the attic strangled up in rope, like that part is all so just so good as like musically and like the lyrics are great and then his phrasing in it is really great and how he mm-hmm. like everything about that lyric the way it comes out is like perfect for that section. I don't know. I I really love this song. I think it's great. And then the fucking yeah, yeah, yeah. 800 kills at the end. That kill, 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 kill. <laughs> it's kill, so kill, good. Kill, kill, kill. I always wondered, like, when they write songs, like, I think the majority of everything was Norb and Paul, right? Like, just the ideas that are coming out of them. Like, what got turned down, you know? <laughs> like, was there ever a bad idea with this band? They're like the kill, 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 kill. Like, was did anybody say that's kind of too goofy, you know? <laughs> Cause like nobody else could pull that off, you know. Totally. <laughs> so it's cool. It's cool. They they take shit that shouldn't work and they make it fucking work, dude. Awesome. Yeah. My original list didn't have that on there, and I was like just kicking myself because <laughs> it's just one of the best songs they ever had. It is so good, and it's feel I you know it's like I always liked it, but listening to it again now, I really fucking like it. It's like I like it more now. I think. I think I do too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's, it's just got a lot of balls behind it, you know? Because it's more Ramonesy, maybe, you know, mm-hmm. than their other stuff. Totally. All right, so I think it's number two for me then. I've been hitting on a Russian robot.
Lookout record. So weird, right? <laughs> There's like a couple of bands that should have been huge in the 90s. Uh, Boris the Sprinkler and the Parasites. Mm-hmm. And they both did that lone seven inch on Lookout, like a test run, you know? Mm-hmm. Are we good enough for these two bands? No. <laughs> Dude, but I've been hitting on a Russian robot. Was, it's such a great song. I mean, that obviously made a record too. So, But just a standout track. One of my favorites. It's a good one. I'm looking at the cover right now. It's just hilarious. They're behind glass, you know. <laughs> and I think the the cover on this one's good too. Got the time. I think they do a good job on that. Yeah, yeah. That's actually a great song. That's probably my favorite cover they do too. Yeah. Um, Norb doing that. That's fucking hilarious, dude. I actually dig that song. I, I love the original. I like Anthrax's version. Yeah. And uh, and the Boris version. It's great. Classic tune can can transcend. <laughs> yeah, dude, that's that's a great record, you know. And it was so weird because it was, I don't know, it was on Lookout. So for me, it was like oh, so crazy, you know, because mm. Lookout was the big big time, you know. Totally. And up to that point, it was Bulge and and Mutant Pop and you know just had water, <laughs> you know. Um, so just to see it on Lookout, but obviously they didn't stick around. I always wondered what happened with that. Yeah. It's uh, it's funny. I'm looking at the back of the sleeve too, and this one has some other good layout jokes. <laughs> well, one just in the middle of it, it says 150 LPI uh, eighth inch bleed, <laughs> like just to fill space. You <laughs> put that, yeah. And then I love it says, it's like the note they gave him or something because it says, "Remember to add lookout number and copyright 1998 lookout." But he doesn't put the lookout number. He just put "Remember to add lookout number." <laughs> Yeah, and I think that's great. Which I guess it's on the cover, but still, it's. A, I love that it's not on the back where he says that. <laughs> you know, when it came out, I remember getting it and just being excited. You know, because it was on Lookout, the best label ever, right? Mm-hmm. But I remember thinking it was kind of weird. Like, ah, it's kind of weird. These are these are you know they're not local, but they kind of were. You know, mm. like it was really cool that they were on Lookout, but at the same time, it's just I don't know. They belong on Bulge to me. You know? <laughs> What's your opinion on Go Kart? Uh, I mean, that one was really weird. <laughs> yeah, that one surprised me when it happened, but... Sucks a good record, you know? Mm-hmm. But yeah, it, it, it definitely was kind of different, you know? Because Go-Kart was like, kind of, I don't want to say coming out of nowhere, but it was like, they belong on Bulge. Or look out. <laughs> not, not Go-Kart, you know? Totally. I don't know. Nothing against Go-Kart at all. Like, I don't know much about Go-Kart, you know? Yeah. But, but that was the thing, is we didn't know much about Go-Kart. And so it seemed so random at the time. I think Gay was on Go Kart too, right? Yeah. And just I I forget what because like I knew of that label beforehand, and I'm trying to remember what it is. I just didn't feel like there was anything. That Weston. I, oh, Weston. Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're like the band. They they had a lot of stuff like I didn't. I think the Luna Chicks were on Go Kart, like had an album, but Weston yeah. seems like to me that was like the band like. That's like the go-kart band for me. And Parasites. Parasites were on there a little bit, you know? Yeah. But but really, it just it felt like Weston was the band. I know they did some Buzzcock stuff later on, mm. but, 
you know, when you think of Buzzcocks, I don't think you think of go-kart records, you know? Yeah. Right. <laughs> I don't know. It's just so weird because, like, I love Boris in the, you know, early, mid-90s, and everything was, like, self-released, basically, bulge, you know? Mm-hmm. So that was that was always the cool aspect. So then when they started to get on, like, real labels or bigger labels, yeah, it just sort of, I don't, I don't want to say it, it didn't turn me off. It's just sort of strange, you know? Yeah. All right. What's your number two? My number. <laughs> Is it Russian robot? <laughs> <laughs> no, the, uh, my number two, I have Grilled Cheese. Oh, yeah. Which, I mean, that song is just, you know, that's one of their best songs for sure. Dude, probably their best, I think. Um, that That's my number one. Just throw it out there. But, um, yeah, dude, that's like, I, I don't know, that's like the one of the first records I had from them, you know? Nice. That's a that's a good introduction. You know, I always thought like I had never been to Green Bay uh when I first got that record, you know? Mm-hmm. And I was like, I bet you Green Bay is fucking awesome. You know, I got to <laughs> go there. <laughs> and it was like, yeah, you know, that the first time I went to Green Bay was really for a show and um it was like the great shows, but other than that Green Bay is kind of like, yeah. You know, I'll <laughs> stay in lacrosse, you know. <laughs> but so- great shows, but uh but yeah, that's that's the one record that I stared at that record a lot and listened to that. The B-side's even killer, but yeah. nothing beats grilled cheese, you know? 
Um, yeah, no, they do a good that. That's a good cover on the B side. Yep, yep. Um, but no, that the the intro for grilled cheese, that guitar and bass together. Mm-hmm. Oh, dude, it sounds so good. And then when it, even when it comes in, it's still just kind of you know it just muted a little bit and sort of you know, and it, it kind of builds up. Norb comes in and it's just building, just keeps building up, and it's just fucking awesome, dude. Yeah, and just such a catchy song. Yeah. Uh, yeah, every part of that one, it's like, yeah, memorable, hooky it's, stuff. <laughs> it's, just, it's just so goofy, though, you know what I mean? <laughs> totally. It, it's it's weird that, like, a song with the title, Do You Want a Grilled Cheese, is so good, you know? <laughs> so good. That's my favorite. Hell yeah. Well, then what is your number two? I was actually just trying to figure out what pressing I had. Of grilled cheese? I have no idea. Yeah, I think I have... I think I have the second pressing. I have second and I have an orange one and a yellow one. Is, is are they both black vinyl? I don't remember. Mm. The yes, I I know my yellow one. I think it's more yellow. Is is black? I forget what the variations are on the color cover. I know the the first press is like yellow vinyl. <laughs> And it's, it's like an orange, it's like orange, the, all the like background is orange and the title is orange. And then on this one, cause that's what, yeah, that's what I have. And I forget, cause I used to have my, I, I, I got rid of some stuff where I had the black once I got a colored one back when I wasn't, I was, I was nerding out to where I wanted the color, but I wasn't so obsessed. I was keeping every single thing, which now I would and wish I had. But I used to have another one that definitely had a different color scheme than this. Is that is that like a Mimi version? No, there is a <laughs> Mimi version of this, but I think it's like super, like he really didn't make very many, if I remember right. I would love to have one of those. So. <laughs> yeah. No, dude, that's the one, though. That 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 got played a lot for me. That male model, because I got him at the same time, and I was just like, I just, you know, I had just seen him live, you mm. know, and I'm listening to these records going, I got to see these guys again, you know? They were so good. Oh, yeah. I don't know. For me, like, a lot of the regional bands, they were fucking awful. <laughs> like, they weren't good. There wasn't there wasn't, there wasn't, wasn't punk bands, you know? Um, so when Boris came through, I, they were four hours away, but they felt regional, you know? Totally. And it was like they fucking killed everybody. <laughs> so th- they were the band that I just couldn't get enough of at first, you know? Hell, yeah. All, All right, right, dude. What's your number one? My number one is the split with the meat men. <laughs> <laughs> I got to know, like, how does this happen? Okay. Well, one is I, I loved the meat men when I was a kid. And okay. so when they did this, I was like, oh, shit, they're doing a split with the meat men. I was very excited <laughs> about that. And, um, and as far as the Boris side goes... They do, so they cover the song True Grit, which... Yeah, yeah. Uh, no. You know... Not for me. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, so you know how, like, in... So, like, I got into the punk in the early 90s, and a lot of times, at that point, the only records you could find by classic bands were their, like, not-good later records. <laughs> yep, so, I know what you mean, man. Meat Men, Rock and Roll Juggernaut was one of those. And but also back then when you bought something and you actually paid money, you were like, well, I'm going to find fucking something good about this. <laughs> and you would listen to it, even though you didn't like it. And 
that record, the one sort of thing I found on that record was True Grit. That was like the one song I was like, well, this is a pretty good song. And so I, I liked that song and then them covering it, playing it. I mean, they play it fairly straight, but I think it's a little faster and it doesn't have that 80s production. And so <laughs> yeah. it just it just streamlines the song. And then Norb doing like an insanely perfect Tesco V imitation too, which is, is really awesome. Like, I don't know. They fucking killed this cover. Like it is perfect and is the best version of this song, which maybe people would say that's not the hardest thing to do, but they fucking did it. And it's great. My wife laments I clean the grass. Broke my teenage daughter in the ass. And then I think the Dickies cover is great. And then I think the original, yeah, yeah. like it's just those three songs were all like, I, I love them. I think they're, I think they're great. And, um, and then I even love the meat men side, which this wasn't a good <laughs> ear of the meat men either. And so for them to somehow pull out the meat men doing something good when the rest of the stuff they were doing around that time, I'm, I'm not a big fan of like, I was like, Oh, that's great. Um, it is, it does feel a little, I guess I, it, in 2022 saying this is my number one Boris record is probably not <laughs> the best thing because <laughs> yeah, yeah. there's a lot of very not okay <laughs> lyric stuff in, uh, today's yeah, climate yeah. when, uh, but it's still fucking great. And I guess even back then it was inappropriate cause I remember it got shit 
even I remember seeing a bulge ad where I think Norb said something about how like a distributor was pissed off about it because of one of the Meatman songs, but he was mad that they were mad about the Meatman song and not their song. <laughs> and uh, but it's great. I don't know. I listened. That was the one listening through these again. That it it gave me this joy that like I was like ah oh, I fucking listen to this record so much and I still like it. Remember, remember uh, a little while ago, I said nobody, nobody could cover drugs and masturbation. Yeah, exactly. I, I, I stand by that, dude. <laughs> I remember when I first heard that, I was like, eh, you know. I bet you, I bet I listened to this record one time. Oh shit, really? Yeah, and I didn't even know like True Grit was a cover when I first got it. You know, I had no <laughs> clue. Cert- they do, they certainly do it better than the Meat Men. Um, Poodle parties. You know, that's a classic. They do it even faster, so it's cool. <laughs> yeah, dude. I mean, it's just, I'm not a Meat Men guy at <laughs> all, so I sort of, yeah. Yeah. I sort and, of passed on it, you know? And, and I can definitely understand that. And, 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 you know, if I didn't have my, like, childhoodness with the Meat Men, I'm sure I'd have a different take. <laughs> but uh, but I think Do the Mimi is a fun, like, classic, goofy Boris song. Like, yeah, yeah, for sure. That's, yeah, That's solid. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I, I do. I, I have an affection for this record and I'm sure that I am <laughs> one of the only people who'd probably put it at number one, but I like, I it. think you're the only one. Yes. <laughs> I was, when I got that, I'm like, God damn, this text must be wrong. You know, <laughs> like this can't be number one. This is not number one. This is number six. So <laughs> I, I really wanted to know why, but yeah, it's uh, you know, it's definitely probably a personal personal thing with this one but yeah and i did i i like i remember having this like i taped this off on a tape you know and i do like put like 10 seven inches on the side of a you know oh yeah, a yeah tape and so i i feel like i did listen to this one maybe even more than a lot of them and uh yeah i don't know it's it's fun yeah, i was just looking through the through the splits like what's my favorite mm. and i don't know man i still that uh the scooby don't one was an early one that I had that I, I listened to a lot, you know, because I loved Scooby Don't. Um, and I always thought it was cool how Norb Norb called himself Norby Idol on that one. <laughs> and they did a good they job did Ready, on Steady, that cover. Yeah, that's a good cover, yeah. Yeah. They could do, like, some covers. They were fucking great, mm-hmm. you know? Even their Beth cover is pretty good, if I remember right. It's been a while, but. Um, Which one's that? On the, they do Beth. Oh, I think Beth. it's on the yeah, droid yeah, yeah. split. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's not. <laughs> Just, they do the Misfits cover on that one too. I forgot. Yeah. Yeah. So random, you know. <laughs> Beth and the Misfits, you know. <laughs> that was definitely cool. the. You, I mean, I don't know if this is true, but it, it definitely seems like the. We're getting a lot of offers for seven inches. What the fuck can we do? <laughs> yeah, they were. I mean, if you look at those ninety-four to ninety-five, I mean, they had like almost ten records out. It's wild. That's a, that's totally wild. I loved that era, even of like you know, like J Church was like that, and uh, man, who else? <laughs> there was like a few bands where it was just like putting yeah, yeah. out way too much shit. But it's so fun. I don't know. I think it's just having been a dude in a band. Like I would love to have been able to do that. I would love to have labels coming and be like, give us something, and actually be able to do it. So, yeah. Whether it needed to be done or not. Yeah, J Church was one of those bands. I don't know if you've ever seen their discography, 
but it's fucking insane. It is and ridiculous. I tried for a long time, but it got to the point where I'm like, I would listen to these records, and I'm like, they're fucking, they're not good, some of them. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, not everything was tied to fate, you know? Totally. Like, that's a great record. That song is classic, but some of that stuff, I just, it's like, I couldn't do, so I just kind of gave up, but I was, I stopped actively seeking it. You know, if I were mm-hmm. to see something that I didn't have, I would I would probably pick it up, but yeah, for those bands that were so um, prolific back then, like Parasites, they had a ton of 7 Inches out Yeah, in the early and mid-90s, and the difference there though is the parasites records were fucking great they were good yeah yeah their their quality control was pretty good but yeah dude boris 30 years dude i really want to go to the show i'm not (laughs) sure if i'm gonna yet or not what's what's the what's the keeping you from confirming um i don't know dude it's my birthday weekend which (laughs) seems like that would be the time to go, yeah, right? Totally. Like it's my birthday. Fuck you guys. I'm going, but I don't know. Like I have this. I don't know. I like to. I like to be with my kids. I guess on my birthday. So, <laughs> you know, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, yeah I really want to go though, dude. <laughs> oh, yeah. So you know, you saw who else was playing, right? I did. I fucking Leghounds, dude. Yeah, that's wild. They haven't played in years, right? I I saw. I think Eric posted that they haven't played since 2004. Holy shit. <laughs> Which yes. I haven't... Dude, I saw them in like 90... 98, 99. They were, they were playing shows at the cafe, you know? Mm. And I saw them, you know, a few times. However many times. But uh, yeah, it's been well over 20 years for me. That's wild. I don't know. Most people... I think most people know who they are, but if you don't, it's, it's uh, pre-Jetty Boys. But it doesn't sound like the Jetty Boys. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Not, not exactly. So rock and rolly, more rock and rolly Jetty Boys. So great band though, dude. What was it? They re- they record three albums at once, or is it two? Yeah. Three? I think it was two. Two. With Justin. Yeah, and the Nord put them out, right? I uh, put one of them out at least. That's wild. Yeah, he did. No, he did. He did. He did three Leghounds, Leghound albums for sure. Norb did, but I think one of them was like also released. Now nah, maybe they just did like a seven inch. Mm. It was Alien Snatch out of Germany. <laughs> so, anyways, but yeah, classic, classic Wisconsin band. Um, the Ergs are playing, which is totally cool. Yeah, you know, it's just so weird. And then the that other that like D four related band, I hadn't heard about Butcher's Union. Yeah, I looked that up. And it's so interesting because it's just them kind of doing covers and then some D4 songs and then some like Cleveland Bound Dissonance songs. Uh, yeah, it's yeah. cool. And I, I, I didn't know it was a thing that they did. I think I had seen the name before, but I didn't really know until Billy told me. And I, I had honestly, I never checked them out. So I didn't know they were doing D4 stuff. I just, <laughs> I just assumed it was a different band, you know. I think I said, well, I saw someone that said they played D4 deep cuts. And then I looked oh. and, and I, I was like, <laughs> clicked on a video and I was like, wait, I know this song. This is the Cleveland Mount Dissonance song. And so I was like, okay, I guess this is all, it's just like fun, do whatever, kind of not like a band band, but that's cool. I fucking love all those things that they've done that they'd play. 
I'm scrambling to see the the list of bands. I kind of forgot already who else was playing. Oh, an old band apparently I've never heard of them called the Miners. I don't know that one. I didn't know it either. I'm assuming they're they're Wisconsin band just because uh, Paul said something about going to see them. They were the band that wanted him wanted uh, made him want to be in a band. They were oh, the wow. band that wanted whatever. <laughs> so yeah, they were the band that made him want to be in a band. So that's cool. Yeah, that's um, super cool. Dude, I don't know. I saw the post earlier, and it's fucking gone now. Okay, here it is. Neo Spectacular 30-Year-O-Rama. That's cool. <laughs> yeah, dude. I want to go. You can move your birthday. <laughs> I don't need a or birthday. Or take your kids. <laughs> I'm old enough. <laughs> I'm going, so no. We'll see, dude. It would be fun. I haven't been to Green Bay in so long, you know? Mm. I haven't been to a show, but not especially a show in, in Green Bay. It's been you know, a long time. Yeah. Man, I haven't even been to a show. Now, it's funny that you say that because, like, I haven't even been to a show since all the stuff started. So, two years. Yeah, yeah. The last show I saw was a Vulture Wake. Oh, no shit. I, uh, I just finished their new record. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I did see that. How's that? Um, it's cool. I, I think it's really cool. It's it's different than the, the last one. It's not, like, it's fast. It's a little... A little weirder and heavier, and uh, yeah. but his voice, man, fuck. So good. Oh, yeah. When I saw him live, I was blown away. They're so intense, yet they're still like... I think it's normally something that I wouldn't listen to, mm-hmm. but you hear his voice. You know, It just adds something to it. Totally. It's a little more special. Anything with Chad Price singing is just a little bit more special than if he's not. Totally. They were such a good band to see, but definitely, you know one of the loudest things I've ever heard. I couldn't fucking believe it, dude. Like it was hit. I've told it before, but this like, uh, there's like one of the small theaters in town mm-hmm. and they do shows. That's where it was, but it wasn't in the theater. Of course it was in the dressing room. <laughs> so that's crazy. Off the, <laughs> off the alley. There's a garage door. You lift up the garage door and apparently that's the dressing room or green room or whatever you call it for the bigger bands. But it's also like the storage room, you know, mm. the mop buckets there. <laughs> but they have a little stage there and some couches and shit, real small. And that's where they played. But I couldn't fucking believe in the middle of the set, they just opened the garage doors. It's like a Monday night in lacrosse. <laughs> like 10 o'clock, a vulture wake is just blaring out, you know. I'm like, how the fucking, this is like shit from high school. Like, this shit's getting <laughs> shut down. You know, cops <laughs> totally. are coming. They never showed up. I couldn't believe it. That's amazing. You know? When we were kids, if we would have done that, cops would have been there, you know? Totally. So, but that's really cool. I'm excited to hear that record. Yeah, yeah. And, and he, it's funny, like, the talking about the loudness is he is the loudest singer I've ever recorded. So much <laughs> just volume and power, and it's, but it's awesome. He's so good. I don't know who the drummer is, but is, is it the same drummer? Guy looks like uh, Incredible Hulk? Yep. <laughs> That's my Dude. buddy John, who known forever. He's from here. Oh, my God. He hits hard, man. Oh, my God. It's insane. Like, I, he was fun to watch because it was just like that poor drums are just like he's <laughs> tormenting him, you know? <laughs> yeah. And he's always he been like that. Just like, oh, he used Intense. to go through sticks back in the 90s, like insanely (laughs) (laughs) so you grew up with that guy or what yeah 
Yeah, him and Dave, yeah. the bass player, like we've all known each other since, yeah, 90s, going to punk shows. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah, he was there, and I, I thought I thought David said he was from Minneapolis, but maybe I I misunderstood that. But um, yeah, no, Oklahoma, no. Oklahoma City. So, what else you been working on? Anything else you can talk about? Um, Dummy room related? Yeah, I I think I can say this because I think I've seen him post stories alluding to it. But I just finished mixing Jeff Palmer's. Uh, addition to the Ramones cover discography. Has he been talking about that? He told me about that. I wasn't sure if that was really public yet. Um, he's posted a couple stories where I've seen him say it. So, but it's, it's definitely, you know, it's not what you'd expect, <laughs> which is the no. best part, which I can't wait to hear it, dude. <laughs> it's uh, it's pretty great. Like he went full on and, and it's funny because I Justin just got done mastering it, and he he had said he was like, I think you're gonna give like a new light to this record for people, and I'm like, I'm totally there because that's a record which I we I I don't know. We can ask him later if he wants us to cut this, but it's the DD <laughs> King record, and uh, yeah yeah, and it's he does this fucking great job of it, and he really does. Like that was a record that like I would sometimes put on and jest and check out and laugh, and then like I can't listen to this. But he has made me go, no, there's some good songs in this record. And yeah, yeah. Uh, and it's not that he changes them up, really. It's just more like he does them well in the in the style that Dee Dee probably, you know, like did them, but just better and more listenable. And, uh, and you know, it's still, <laughs> the raps are still goofy, but it's now that the music's like full and good and it's, it's great. He did, he did a great job. And I think, I think people will, will dig it. And there's a few songs that are like genuinely like this is a really fucking good song. Like I this song Baby Doll in particular, I feel like every time I listen oh, to yeah. it, that's which not to say the DD version's bad, but it's like this is how you can actually listen to this song and really enjoy it now. Yeah, he told me he was doing it and I'm like, What? Like that's crazy, you know? And I went <laughs> back and I listened and I'm like you know, you kind of—I haven't listened to that forever, but you know, Mashed Potato Time is like, oh, I can't wait to hear him do that. You know? <laughs> but then, yeah, like Baby Doll and Brooklyn Babe, especially, you know, totally, those are good songs. Like, I can't wait to hear him doing those. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I can't wait to—I can't wait to see the cover. What he does. <laughs> yeah. <Him. laughs> Five pictures of, of Jeff, you know, or something. I think he did. I think that was something he posted a while back. Was I think he did a photo shoot to even do that. <laughs> Which is great. No, that's cool. That's that's like uh, a very unexpected addition to, to the <laughs> to the Ramones tribute stuff, you know. Totally, and that's I cool. love that. That's what he did instead of just doing the next one, you know. Much more fitting for him, I think, than just doing one of the cra- crappier Ramones albums. <laughs> totally. <laughs> I think you should start a new band. Fucking a. <laughs> yeah, I mean. I haven't, I don't know. I, I've talked with uh, Dave Klein and John Hernandez, the two guys in Vulture Wake. We've talked about doing some stuff and have messed around with a couple of songs, but then we always get busy with other things and nothing ever comes together. But who knows? Maybe sometime. You should do it, man. <laughs> There's always like some other work to do. <laughs> and I enjoy that work. And, and I don't have to have all the responsibility of trying to write something that's good. I can just help someone else who's done all the hard work. <laughs> is it fun to record yourself? 
it's it I, I it's fun in that it's stress free compared to someone else recording you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, you know, like doing the Weasel record, like I did all my backing vocals and all of my guitar just here by myself, and it was fun. Um, yeah, I actually really enjoyed it, especially like doing that stuff. I like. I, I I realized that my right hand was actually in pretty good shape, so I was able to like downstroke, <laughs> you know, like um, pretty much the whole record, even when it probably didn't need it. But um, yeah, I don't know. So it, it it definitely can be fun for sure to just track myself. So are you gonna be in the photos for the Weasel record? I don't think do there's photo shoot? gonna be any photos, just because there's no, I don't, you know, everyone's all spread out too. So, so who played drums? I forgot to ask you that. Uh, Pierre, same guy. It's been yeah, yeah. Have you heard his his other band, the uh, Irreplaceable Beings? He's got Bob Conrad playing drums. Yeah, that's who told me about him just recently because he was on the show, you know? Oh, yeah. I had no idea Bob was still active, you know, and then he, he mentioned Pierre, and I'm like, what? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> so who's playing drums, you know? Totally, yeah, yeah. Like, Pierre had posted some photo of them practicing. I was like, oh, shit, it's the Zoinks dude. <laughs> it 
I was like, that's awesome. I fucking loved Zoinks, dude. Yeah, they were a lot of fun. Bob was, uh, I don't know, he was a great drummer. You know, very technical. Yeah, he did a lot of stuff for what kind of genre they were, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, they're an interesting band because of that sound. Like, I always put them in, like, I don't know, like, maybe Sicko and, like, Sinkhole. Totally. Into, like, a weird, like, not Ramones core at all, but, a, like, a different kind of pop punk. You for know? sure. Like a fun, mm, I don't even know. I don't even know, but, like, a fun kind of, like, more more technical Green Day kind of stuff. That yeah. makes sense. Totally. Yeah. Yeah, but Zoinks was the best at it, though. And Bob, I mean, it's just like drum fills everywhere. Like, they don't even fit. They still sound cool. But sometimes <laughs> it's like, almost doesn't fit, you know. But, yeah, he was so good. Um, he was another guy that had a cool column. Oh, that's right. And, yeah, and he had his own, that zine, too. I had some yep. second guest zines. I forgot about yeah, that. Yeah, and he hated work. Do you remember that? That was, like, his thing. He hated his jobs. And he would <laughs> write about shitty jobs he's had and stuff. <laughs> that's great. Oh, man. Yeah, I haven't thought about that in so long. I need to find where I have those. I know I've still got them. I'm sure I still have the, uh, at least, you know, a few second guesses. Mm-hmm. Um, but then Punk Planets, you know, I, 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 I could go back and try to find his column in there, you know? Yeah. It's been fucking forever since I've looked through those. But I know I have a tote, two, <laughs> maybe three totes full of, you know, Maximum Rock and Rolls and Punk Planets and Hit List and totally. whatever else, you know? Yeah, just save everything, you know? <laughs> yeah, I've got way, way too many. I, I don't have as many zines as I have records, but I have more zines than I fucking need. <laughs> but I love it. <laughs> yeah. All right, dude. Well, you know, I'm super, super excited that we finally got to do this. Hell yeah. And it's perfect timing. I was just like, got to make it happen. So I'm glad you, uh, I'm, I'm glad you were able to, you know, have a night off. Yeah, it worked out great. It it was great that we haven't been able to get to it till now. Yeah, it worked out. It was just like, it makes you feel old, dude. Like, Boris the Sprinkler's 30 fucking years old. (laughs) So, I I just think it's cool that they're still, like, they put on an album. Mm -hmm. Uh, Vespa came out last year, the year before. Jeez. And uh, it's it's just fun that they're, you know, still involved. Totally. Paul number one listens to Dummy Room, actually. So, it's kind of cool. Yeah. Well, I think he, I hope he does. I don't know. <laughs> I like to think he does, you know? Totally. And I was going to say, like, it's, it, you think about Norb was, like, around 10 years before that doing bands, you know? Like, he's he's been at it forever. It's great. Dude, he's, he's, like, Wisconsin punk rock. I mean, I can't even, they're the band, you know? I mean, there's other great bands, Intruder and Tenement and Jetty Boys and Alligator Gun. There's been great bands, but... <laughs> Boris is just something special, you know? Totally. Because they're so different, you know? Like, nobody sounds like them. Nobody looks like them. Nobody has that style. Yeah. It's great. Yeah, but, dude, super fun to super fun to talk about it, you know? It's just so random, you know? Yeah. Like it's a Wisconsin band and, and, you know, just with you, you know? You're not <laughs> yeah. a Wisconsin guy, you know? So uh, it's cool. No, but, yeah, I mean, you know, I, you know, I was in... Into all the mutant pop shit back then, and so, you know, Boris was definitely on my radar back in the day, heavily. Yeah, dude, you were on mutant pop. <laughs> <laughs> in, in, in a technical way, yeah. Has uh, <laughs> has Tim hit you up about doing a reissue? <laughs> uh, he has not. 
Is he is he reissuing the old ones like that? I knew he was doing new ones. He's doing new ones, but I've seen some. I think one or two of them got reissued for sure, mm. and I don't know which ones. I haven't been. I'm half in and half out of that one, you know. Yeah, well, I'm sure it's it's more more liked or in demand ones than the Mr. Crispy one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know how much that was in demand, but um, yeah, no, he see he really dived back in and is just like doing he's doing anything. It seems like. Well, that's cool. So, like, I know he's. I think he's got a Moral Crooks thing coming out. Like, I think he's doing like a, like a best of kind of thing. Like oh, that's cool. He'll take the best seven songs from Moral Crooks, which is kind of kind of difficult, but I don't know. Yeah. He seems to be having fun with it. I'm not sure if he's going to do any like official like, you know, non short run kind of things, but mm-hmm. yeah, we'll see. Anyways, dude, thanks for coming back on. It's always a blast talking to you. You're welcome back anytime. Dude, yeah, you just let me know. Yeah, come back on when that new band is starting. We'll talk about that a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> All right, dude, thanks again. You're fucking awesome. Boris the Sprinkler, 30th anniversary coming up. They're fucking awesome. Until the next episode, whenever that may be, stay safe, stay cool, rock and roll. Take it easy. Bye. Bye.